0: Good morning once again, good morning, happy Mother's Day one more time to all the moms. Um, If you could turn to Joshua chapter 14 verses 6 through 15, we're continuing our time in the book of Joshua, we're on chapter 14 this morning, uh, beginning in verse 6 to the end of the chapter. If you are there, will you all stand as we receive the word of God? Here's the word of God, Joshua, chapter 14, beginning in verse 6. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgar. And Caleb, the son of Jebunah, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. I was... Forty years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again, it was in my heart, as it was in my heart. But my brothers who went up with me, may the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly follow the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive just as he said these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am this day 85 years old. And I'm still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out, just as the Lord said. Then Joshua blessed him, and he gave Hebron to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, for an inheritance. Therefore, Hebron became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, to this day, because he wholly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Now, the name of Hebron formerly was Kiriath Arba, Arbat was the greatest man among the Anakim, and the land had rest from war. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank You. We thank You for bringing us here this morning. We are privileged to be here in Your presence. This day, this hour, is made for You, set apart wholly unto You, and as Your people gather to give their hearts to You, Father, You have moved heaven and earth. You sent Your Son to rescue us from the hand of the enemy in the darkness when we did not know You and rebelled against You, and You saved us. And You made us reborn in Jesus Christ, recreated us with the re- Uh, made in your image in Jesus Christ for the purpose that you have placed in our hearts. And Lord, we are here to worship you, to give you our hearts, our devotion, our love and passion for you. Lord, will you help us to worship you with the right mindset, right posture, right attitude, not just one other Sunday, but the Sunday that we need to worship God. So Father, will you help us to worship you? Correct our mindset. Realign our focus, what the worship truly means for us. As your saved, redeemed children, the people of God, we are here to worship you. We cannot leave this place without offering You the worship that You desire. So, help me, Lord, to worship You, to hear You, see Your face. So, Father, we pray for Your Spirit to work mightily among Your people through Your servant to relay Your message to them for Your grace, Your mercy, for Your kindness and faithfulness To be demonstrated through your word. Father we thank you. We pray for your will. To be done here. At this hour. We thank you in Jesus name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. As you know. um, The Bible really truly contains. uh, So many great men of God. Now in the Bible. We have. Just top of your mind, Abraham. We got Patriarch um, Abraham, we got um, uh, Isaac, we got Jacob, we have Moses, we have Joshua. And as we are going through our foundation 260, our daily reading plan, we were uh, looking at Samuel, how God called them great men of God. We're looking at 1 Samuel and Second Samuel, David, great men of God, Isaiah, the prophet. And moving into the New Testament, we see John the Baptist, we see Peter, we see John, we see uh, the great Apostle Paul, great men of God. And we can certainly find more great names, more great faithful names uh, in the book of Hebrew, uh, chapter 11, the Hall of Faith. And these names that we know, well-known great names, We are very familiar with this name. These names. But this morning in our text. We have another great faithful man of God. And his name is Caleb. We have Caleb. Now just like Joshua. um, Just like he was overshadowed by Moses. um, Caleb was overshadowed by his friend. His companion in fact. uh, In Joshua. But nevertheless. Caleb was really, truly an extraordinary person. He fought side by side with Joshua for the many long years up to this point. And when the fighting, the conquest is nearly over here at chapter 14, um, it was time for the Israelites to receive by tribe to tribe Uh, time to receive their portions of the land and, and where to settle. And Caleb was given a portion in this text that had been promised to him, specifically to him by God through Moses for many, many decades ago. And hopefully my intention is for you and I to see how great of a man he is. Joshua, I mean Caleb. And this is... Uh, really the time that we can see how great a man of faith he is. You see, not only the people recognize how great a man he was and how faithful he was and respected Caleb, but more importantly, most importantly, God honored Caleb for his faithfulness. And some of you, already, I mean, most of you know that I named Uh, my youngest, Caleb, and for precisely this reason. I really love what Caleb represents here. And we will find more about this. And I hope that you could, you know, uh, take a good look at this life of a great man in Caleb and learn. And then uh, we are inspired by him. Now, who was Caleb? The very first time you read about Caleb goes back into Numbers chapter 13. In Numbers 13, in that chapter, we see Moses choosing the 12 spies. 12 spies who were to cross the Jordan and search out the promised land. And Caleb was chosen as a representative to uh, uh, the tribe of Judah. And we all know this story, the rest of the story. The 10 spies out of 12 came back. And they had seen something in the promised land that had frightened them, and without God's promise in their mind, without faith in God's uh, promise, they reported back to the people their fear. They shared their doubts about the promised land. But here, uh, there were Caleb and Joshua. They saw the same thing, but they believed that the land could be theirs they they believed truly and firmly this land God has given to them could be conquered and for that Caleb stood up in Numbers chapter 13 verse 30 before the whole congregation that was in fear and doubt Caleb stood up and said let us go up and once let us go up right now And to occupy it, let's take it, for we are well able, well equipped to overcome this. That was Caleb's report. That was his assessment according to his conviction. That was Caleb's understanding of the promised land according to his faith in God's promise. When the other spies made the hearts of the people melt with fear. That's the that's the word that we see in Joshua 14. Caleb believed in the promise and he followed the Lord wholeheartedly. The phrase you will see in this text uh, three times repeated same time. Verse 8, verse 9, verse 14. The same phrase, Caleb wholly followed the Lord. That is the phrase that describes who Caleb is. That is the phrase that the Bible decides to describe how he lived his life in faith. What's that phrase? Caleb wholly follow the Lord. Caleb wholly follow the God of Israel. Wholeheartedly. Now, if you are to choose a word or a phrase like here, to describe your own walk with God, choose a word, choose uh, or words, a phrase. What would that be for you to describe your own walk with the Lord? What would those words be? Think about that. What would you say? More and more, I think about my walk. With God, and I, I see there is there are no better words than these words here that describe Caleb and his manner of life. Look at it; he wholly followed the Lord. You know, many of you are young to think about the end or think about what to leave behind. But I was thinking to myself, if I could write something on my tombstone, what would that be? If we're going to uh, write something to leave behind for my children or my grandchildren, what would I say about my life, especially my walk with God as a, as a person in faith in Jesus Christ? And more and more, I think about it and reflected upon Caleb. and I went through this as I was looking for a name for my youngest, and the thought, my hope. The prayer came to be this. I hope and pray. I earnestly yearn. To be able to write these words. To describe. My walk with the Lord. In this manner. Jason. Holy. Follow the Lord. What What a wonderful. Great expression. Of one's life. Their faithful. Their journey of faith. So and so. Holy, follow the Lord. Imagine that. Grace point, I, I bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you will strive to live such life that you will follow the Lord wholly, wholeheartedly. Amen? Now, because he followed the Lord wholeheartedly, and the bible says earlier in and uh, in numbers as well as here it was promised to Caleb that he would receive the land this particular land on which his feet had walked on particularly the hill country of this area contained hebron the one of the great fortresses of the land the special place where the patriarch abraham isaac jacob were buried now here's something probably you Didn't know about Caleb. Something you didn't expect to hear about Caleb. And that is is this. Did you know Caleb was not a Jew? Did you know he's not a Jew? He's a Gentile. Some of you might be. "Eh, Are you sure? You have that puzzled look right now. How can he be a Gentile? And he was chosen as one of the twelve. To represent the tribe of Judah. But when you look at verse 6. It tells you he was not a Jew. He was a Gentile. Caleb was described here as a son of Jebunah. His father's name is Jebunah. Uh, and then the description says what? He it was the Kenizzites. The Kenizzites were the people who lived in the land that is being conquered. The west side of the Jordan. In Genesis chapter 15, when God appeared to Abraham, when God said, I will give you this land. I prepared this land for you and your children as an inheritance, right? That land was described in in a manner. God said, this is the land belonged to the people groups. These group of people, and there were a list of the people groups, right? And the name of this people group, and one of them was the Kenizzites. So all that is to say is this, Caleb was a foreigner, foreign descent. He's not a Jew, or at least his father was. And there is no way for us to tell in the Bible how Caleb became a member, a part of the tribe of Judah. By the way, tribe of Judah, the the tribe of kings in Israel. We don't know exactly how he came to be a member of the tribe of Judah when he was in Egypt. When they crossed the Red Sea, when he was chosen, how he was chosen, we don't know. But this is what we do know. Although Caleb was a foreigner, foreign Gentile, he was a faithful follower of the God of Israel. How do we know this? Because people not only recognized his faithfulness, people not only knew and saw how faithfully Holy, he followed the Lord. The people, along with Moses, chose this foreigner, not a Jew, to represent the kingly tribe of Judah. Think about that. We don't know how, but he became a part of a tribe of Judah. And this should speak volumes about Caleb. Understanding these Jews are nationally Very proud people. And they received someone. Not just as a member. But as a leader. Think about that. He was chosen. Caleb was chosen as a Gentile. Because how he lived his life. Before God and before the people. For them to see. He was walking the talk. He believed, and that was demonstrated in his own life. That's something that we can deduce from this. Now, another thing that we see here is this. Caleb said he was 40 years old when Moses picked him to be one of the 12 spies, right? But how old is he now in this passage? In verse 10, you will see it says, At the end of the nearing that campaign, Caleb was, right at this moment, 85 years old. So if we could just do a simple math here, we can find how long of this campaign was, the west side of the Jordan. So God called uh, um, uh, Caleb to be one of the 12 spies when he was 40. And we also know from the first five books The Israelites wander in the wilderness for 38 years. So 40 plus 38. What is that? Everybody's avoiding eye contact with me right now. Thank you. 78, right? 78 years. And he is 85 right now. Okay? So that means right before they crossed the Jordan, that was 78 years. And then he is now 85. How long was the campaign on the west side of the Jordan? 85 minus 78. Seven, okay. Thank you. I know it's still early, right? So math is not really our strong suit, especially in the morning. So seven years up to this point had passed after they crossed the Jordan to conquer all these cities, all these northern southern kingdoms. And they are at this point, nearing the end of the conquest where they are settling in in the promised land. Seven years. The campaign up to this point took seven years. Now, why did we do this math? The point I'm making is this. Caleb was faithful during all these years. The whole time. Look, he followed the Lord wholly. Whole. Partly, before he was chosen at the age of 40 to be the representative of the tribe of Judah. He wasn't faithful all of a sudden at that point when he was 40. He was faithful way before then to the point that this foreigner, this Gentile, was picked to be the representative for the tribe of Judah. So he was faithful. How long we have to go back, we do not know. But you can assume he grew up with these people. And then for that 38 years of wandering in the wilderness, because the people decided against Caleb's assessment of faith. Let's go and take this land. And the people in their fear and doubt, they went against it. They forgot and did not believe and trust in the promise of God. And for that, they wander in the wilderness for 38 years. And then he also faithfully fought next to Joshua side by side for seven long, grueling years as the only other member who was in Egypt and experienced the Red Sea crossing 38 years in the wilderness as the only one of the two members of the previous generation to cross the Jordan to receive the promised land. That was Caleb. All that math was to tell you that he was wholly following the Lord all these years. When Bible repeatedly says same thing three times, you know you have to pay attention. The author is God in spirit is trying to get your attention. What was description, the manner of his walk with the Lord? He wholly, not seldom. Occasionally, casually, whenever he likes to follow the Lord is not the manner of his walk. He followed the Lord wholly, wholehearted. I want that. I want that. I desire that. Then what is the secret? What was the reason and per, the, the motivation behind for Caleb to be able to do this. How was he able to follow the Lord wholly, entirely for all these years without wavering, without up and down? I believe Caleb had this complete undivided attention to God. Undivided. Complete devotion and faith, trust in God and in His promise. You see, uh, as a church, we may go through some difficult times. And most of the churches that I know went through difficult times during the pandemic. Most of the churches went through the unknown future. And we're still dealing with some worrisome possibility, discouraging, disappointing times not just as a church, but as individuals. We also go through ups and downs in life, not knowing where to go, not knowing what to do with our lives, not, to, not knowing exactly how to choose in our big moment with big decisions in our lives what to do and what not to do. How do we deal with ups and downs? How do we deal with wandering in the wilderness and waiting for God to lead us? we go through times like that but in times like these what we need desperately is this faith this direction this sense of guidance faith unwavering faith following god wholly wholeheartedly as We trust the Lord, trust his words as it is, trust his promise. That's what Caleb did. Holy trusted God's word. God said, I will give you this land. You will surely possess this land. You know how long he waited? He waited 78 years. I will give you the land that you went. When you spy the land, wherever you walked on, I will give you that land. You know when he got it? He got it when he was 85 years old. You know how he got here? Because he believed. He trusted in God's promise. And he did not sway, wonder off. He walked faithfully, wholly. The circumstances did not affect him. The changing surroundings and situations and people, what they were commonly, majority were doing, did not affect him, did not change him. He wholeheartedly trusted in the Lord, in his promise. He wholly followed the Lord. Caleb didn't make his life about himself. You don't see that. It was never about him, never about what he wanted. But for Caleb, it was always about God and accomplishing his goal, his promise. Folks, I believe Caleb had this great sense of awareness of God, where God is, where God is leading. And none of his direction, none of God's promise, his command dropped on the floor because he carried it out. Every direction, every word. Long after this, on that night, many, many, many years later, Peter wanted to walk on the water just like the Lord Jesus as he was walking towards them. The weather on that night was horrible. It was a treacherous night, stormy nights. The disciples were struggling to get to the other side of the lake. They were scared when they saw Jesus walking on the water. They thought it was he was a ghost. But Peter called out. In a burst of faith, he called out, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you. Let me walk on this water. And Jesus said, come. What did he do? He got out of the boat. He took a step, and he didn't sink. He was walking on the water. But as he was walking on the side of his eyes, he saw the waves. He saw the wind. When he took his eyes for all from Jesus, who commanded him to walk on the water, what happened? When he turned and looked at the wind. Look at the waves. He started to sink. As long as Peter kept his eyes fixed on Lord Jesus, who command him to walk on the water, Peter was one of the two men in the history of mankind to be able to walk on the water. As long as he kept his eyes on the Lord, the waves, the wind did not matter to him were not scaring him. They were not terrifying. As long as Peter kept his eyes on the Lord, he was able to walk on the water. Church, I believe Caleb had his eyes on God at all times for 85 years. He kept his eyes on his big God who made this big promise and he did not take his eyes off from God. He didn't waver. He didn't take the peripheral vision and look there aside and listen to the common thing, the casual thing, the common sense, what the world would do, what is comfortable to me and convenient to me. No, he didn't. He kept his eyes on God and the promise of God. And his sense of awareness where God was, was kind. He fixed on it fixed his eyes on God. and He never lost him. For how many years? For a long time. 85 years. I would say. Caleb had this big God with big promise. And he had him right before his eyes. And he trusted his, his God's promise the words that he gave to him he believed in his promise and it turns out this god this this big god with big promise did not fail him god performed great and mighty things for Caleb and through Caleb again i'm going to repeat the same thing the bible repeated Caleb hold Followed the Lord. Holy, 100%. He followed the Lord, holy. Another word is wholeheartedly. I love that word. I use that word a lot of times. But what does that mean, wholeheartedly? That means with all of your heart, right? Wholeheartedly, with all of your heart. I believe that's exactly what Jesus had in mind when he said, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. Love your God wholeheartedly. This is the first and greatest commandment. We know this and this is so simple, so basic, yet we also know how crucial This is how important this is for the followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Love God wholeheartedly. Follow God. Follow your Lord wholeheartedly. Serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Worship the Lord wholeheartedly. How would you do that? If that is your life goal, that is what you strive to be, to uh, have that kind of description at the end of your journey with the Lord. What must we do? How do we walk with God? How do we worship God on His day and every day? Do all things for the Lord wholeheartedly. There's no reservation. You didn't keep anything of your life, of your being for yourself. Everything was up front for God. All in for God, wholeheartedly. My friends, this morning I want to bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you walk, follow, serve, do all things wholeheartedly. Have this guy right before you. Fix your eyes on the Lord Jesus and do not lose him. Because when you do, you will walk on the wall. Because when you do, when everyone else perish in the wilderness, you will cross the Jordan and you will receive the inheritance. Not my words. I didn't experience it. I I am not at the end of my life, but Caleb is right here, 85 years old. And he received it. He lived it. And this is the proof. And again, I ask you, do you want this? Is this something you desire? So I pray for you. May you follow the Lord wholly wholeheartedly all the days of your life. And may God bless you. May your cup overflow with His grace and mercy His blessing, Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank You. We thank You for Your servant Caleb. Thank You for his life. Thank You for his faithfulness. And we thank You the God of Caleb. Who made this promise. Who led him and journeyed with him. And kept your promise for your servant Caleb. And we know you will do the same. Who ha- The God who has given us his own son. To redeem us, save us and claim us as his own. To give us this privilege. privilege to live and worship. And serve you. But Lord. Will you help us do it. In a manner that is worthy. You gave us all. In your son Jesus Christ. If we believe you. And you are the Lord. We want to do great mighty works. As you command us to do. Help us to fix our eyes on you. And do it. Wholeheartedly. Not sparing. Not seldomly. Not casually. Not conveniently. But will you help us to worship. Follow. Live. Holy unto you. That is the secret. Of the faithful man and woman of God in the Bible. That's what we see in Caleb. So Lord we thank you for the reminder. Something we know. But we haven't been faithful if you could remind us how we can be holy, following you, wholeheartedly doing things for you and you alone in small matters, in our giving, in our worship, in our living each and every day. Lord, will you prompt us? Will you convict us? Tell us how we can be described at the end of our journey that we wholly follow you the Lord Jesus who died in our place. Let that be the description of the manner of our journey with you. We hope and pray. I pray all this in Jesus' name.